Yeah, it's fine. Just run it. Perfect. Perfect. Welcome to this week's episode of Owner Get Owned, where we teach you listeners how to own so you don't get owned in real estate. You know, every time we do the intro now, I look at your face, you look so nervous every time. He's lost some confidence there. <laughs> He's like smiling. Hey, don't, don't worry about me. Staring don't worry off. about yourself. <laughs> the camera doesn't catch him. His hands are like rubbing against each other. Yeah, like, <sighs> my, my palms are sweaty. Knees weak. Spaghetti, spaghetti. Oh, there's a pop-up store, M&M. Oh, I yeah, yeah. wasn't it a drive-thru? Was that a different one? No, I don't think you could do a drive-thru pop-up store. Can you? Yeah, they just rent a... No, I swear <clears throat> I saw... Or whatever, dude. I swear I saw this. He <laughs> doesn't want to be wrong again. You know what kind of spaghetti do you want to try, though? Uh, the Jollibee one? I tried it. It's good. It's good. good. It's more like a sweeter, sweeter side. Flavor, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't like sweet shit like that. What is, what's that It's sauce? like subtle, though. Is it like banana ketchup or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sweeter. Right. No, I don't, I don't like it. I like it a little bit saltier like that. Mm. The fried chicken looks bomb, though. Oh, it's it so is good. good. The chicken's really good. Yeah. Mm. The spicy one? It's mm. good. Yeah. It's not even that spicy. Mm. Do they take long, though, to bring out your food? No. I swear, every time I go there, it takes really long. What's long, though? Yeah. Not fast. What's Dude, it's f- literally fast, though? at the top of the the tray. Like, it's just under a heat lamp. I don't know, dude. I, I, every time I go there. <laughs> fucking workers just don't turn around fast enough. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's our cue to start. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Just introducing this week's topic for you, for you listeners. It's uh, flea market. Hmm. Okay. And not the flea market that you guys think of either. It's F-L-E-E. So we're going to be circling back around outside of the whole mortgage industry info that we kind of dipped our feet in. Dip, dip, dip. Now we're going back into just general economics of the real estate market. Yeah. Primarily the U.S. housing real estate market. Right. Mm-hmm. By the way, shout out to that one listener from where again? Netherlands. Netherlands. Thank you for listening. We'll try to do something Netherlands related. <laughs> do they have mortgages? <laughs> I was very, very pleasantly surprised. So whoever you are, thank you so much. Are they really from Netherlands or are they using a VPN? I would like to think that it's an actual Netherlands. Well, listener. thank you so much. I, 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 wish you could, I, I wish you could say thank you in Dutch. It's probably thanks. <laughs> nice. Very, we just lost her. <laughs> Very cultured, as you can see. You know what? We'll we'll figure it out for the next episode. We'll shout you out again appropriately. No, seriously, we really, really appreciate it. But uh, flea market. So uh, real estate market as a whole, U.S. real estate market. uh, There are four key factors uh, that affect the market. We're talking about demographics, Mm -hmm. interest rates, the economy, and government policies and subsidies. Mm -hmm. Big words. Yep. Yeah. So demographics. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I think uh, race, mm-hmm. race, ethnicity, gender, age, age, age is a big one, right? So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm hopping back in here, but the uh, the baby boomers especially uh, mm-hmm. were a big demographic that really bought a lot of property. Mm-hmm. It really pushed the population growth. Mm-hmm. And uh, myself as an agent, I'm seeing a lot of my buyers 
uh, buying properties from either deceased baby boomers mm-hmm. or retired baby boomers who are moving to cheaper areas. Mm. And uh, my personal prediction as an agent through what I've experienced experienced so far, experienced so far <laughs> is that the next five to 20 years, maybe 30, uh, these baby boomers are going to be of age where, you know, they, they might have to pass away at some point soon. And then the supply of homes that are purchased by these baby boomers are going to be sold, yeah. probate, whatever happens. And then when that happens, we'll talk about probate later. And then when that happens, all the supply of the baby boomer homes are going to be put back on the market. Skyrocket. And if the generations after the baby boomers don't supply the buyers enough to keep up with the demand or actually no, keep up with the supply, supply. of homes, mm-hmm. right? Then we're going to end up with a stock of homes that aren't can't be purchased or it's going to be sitting sitting yeah. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, with anything, right? When you have like a changing of a guard moment, there's always some sort of like friction. It's never like a smooth transition, right? The supply and demand is not going to be equal. Mm-hmm. So I think what you're saying is it will increase the supply, but we don't know what the demand will be. It, yeah. It'll be an interesting time. Is what I predict. Yeah. I mean, who am I, right? But I mean, I think I would agree too. I feel as though when you remove the emotional aspect of it too like let's say it's a you know actual person rather than an estate right uh selling the property offloading the property mm-hmm. to split amongst the heirs right um so you know if they're selling it just to get rid of it i feel like they're more willing to go for a lower price right mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh i paid this i spent my life here this room is where i grew up or this room is where my kids grew up mm-hmm. right so then there's a lot more value that translates into wanting that top dollar so i feel like i agree yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. I mean, did we talk about supplemental taxes in our episodes yet? Yeah, I think so. Oh, right. mm, I don't maybe, know if we released that one yet. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's another thing too, though, right? When you purchase a house, uh, you have a certain tax rate. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the older generations that have homes from way back in the day, yep. their tax rates are low. Mm-hmm. So if they sell that and buy a new one. Mm, yeah. What's the prop in California for that again? What number prop was it? 13, I 13, think. 13, right? Yeah. That limits the increase year, year over year. On tax rates, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And sorry, guys, that's that might get a little technical, but we'll talk about that in future episodes. Uh, we'll we'll guide you through the process one step at a time. Yep. And let's move on to the second topic: the after demographics. Second point. Point. Sorry, sorry not topic. Yeah. <laughs> Is interest rates? Yeah. So I think that's pretty easy to cover, right? The more expensive uh, interest rates get, or the cost of money gets, right? The less people are going to be able to afford, and then the less. Uh, I guess demand there's going to be, right? Because there's less and less people being able to purchase the home that they want. Exactly. More money costs to borrow, harder it is to borrow money. Right. So just to kind of, I don't want to dive too deep into it, but it's very relevant in today's market, right? It's no secret. Um, Everywhere you turn, you see interest rates are rising. Mm -hmm. Who do you feel like is getting the shortest end of the stick when it comes to rising interest rates? What type of buyers and, you know, what, let's call it, what demographics? Mm, I, I, I mean, this is anecdotal, mm. um, but I do feel like it's usually the first time home buyers, right? The youth, the younger generations, yeah, barely making it by to get, excuse me, at the burp, but uh, the the first down payment, yeah, lump sum, yeah, yeah. So first time home buyers, blue collar workers, um, I would say that's who gets hit the hardest when you know interest rates go up and cost of money goes up, yeah, and you know it's disproportionate, I believe unfair mm-hmm. yeah it's tough too i mean even demographics you know we're not going to get too deep into that but you know there's a lot of minorities out there that really do get the short end of the stick as well so mm-hmm. you know i think there's a lot of initiatives now thankfully that are helping towards 
bringing more equality to it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still not up to par with what it should be. And, you know, all of us here at this group, uh, we're always actively looking to help anyone we can. So please. Yeah. The next one is economy. And that ties into trades too, but economy as a whole. Right. Where's all the money flowing? Is there money flowing? Mm-hmm. All that stuff is important. You know, I think that's, again, very relevant to today's um, climate of economy, right? We get recession, that word getting thrown around left and right. You know, people are redefining what recession is left and right. So, I mean, that and inflation rate, that's very, very, that phrase is commonly used right now. That all ties into economy. Yeah, I mean, if everyone's willing to buy, then houses will sell. If everyone's hesitant to buy anything and things stall, nothing's going to move. Yeah, I think a big, uh, big word there is consumer confidence, right? Or big words mm-hmm. yeah consumer confidence is pretty important right because mm-hmm. if you're concerned about you know your job security or even being able to fit things into your budget you're probably not going to look at a big purchase mm-hmm. so, yeah even, even even more simple than that right so i think if you're scared of like income or money in general you're not going to spend money mm-hmm. right and the way economy or way economy would flourish is by people spending money mm-hmm. so as that spending goes down economy starts to slow down and you know big words like recession gets thrown around exactly yeah and last one is government policies and subsidies uh we're seeing that right now as we speak um obviously interest rates have a lot of effect by the government policies as well election terms too uh usually these midterm elections will see a rally in the stock market Mm -hmm. we are certainly seeing that right now Mm -hmm. uh whether there's an inflection coming up soon who knows um there are some resistance levels that are coming up that's all technical. Nothing really that we need to dive deep to. Stonks. Here. Yeah. <laughs> For all y'all listeners <laughs> out there. But uh, yeah, it's important. Government is critical in the economy. Yeah. Exactly. They're all kind of intertwined, really. Yeah. There's definitely overlap. And I mean, I have a personal story to, I, I was working with a borrower too. And, uh, you know, these government subsidies actually are really critical for first time home buyers. And, uh, you know, if we look back at the last three months, I've seen down payment assistance programs available one night and overnight the next day they're gone. Mm. Right. And then, you know, you have people literally overnight, nothing like they haven't done anything wrong, but overnight they suddenly don't qualify for a home search they've been on for months. So that's tough. Do you want to just clarify real quick when it say when you say it's gone? What does that mean? So why is it gone? Let's say as an example, and I'm not too sure the exact reasons why it disappears, but let's say on the uh, TDHCA website, right, which is one of the uh, state agencies for Texas down payment assistance, mm. um, we have like three percent assistance, three percent of your purchase price, two percent, four percent, five percent, right, and then one night all of them are available, and then all of a sudden. Um, throughout the week, you see the 5% disappear first and then the four and the three go and then the two is gone and everything's just blacked out, right? So then you can't get any assistance at all. So so funding assistance <clears throat> to purchase homes is disappearing overnight. Overnight, yeah. Okay. Because they're running out of funds? No. Um, I, again, I'm not too sure what it okay. is. It might be like risk, perhaps. The Running out of funds is something that does happen, but that's more so an expectation, right? Like you, you can you can easily, you know, log in and see, okay, how many funds are left? That's all public, right? Mm-hmm. We can see it. True. But um, these are more so, I guess, because of the way the market is behaving, the instability and unpredictability, you know, just again, overnight, they're shutting these programs off. True. Yeah, I mean, the infrastructure bill, yeah. right? The, things like that can just be passed overnight as well yeah. and add money into the economy or the government policies, right? So there's ways that can go other way around, right? So yeah. and again, I think that just kind of goes back to the point that I was making that 
the people that are most impacted by adverse markets or adverse, you know, whatever, just adverse policies even, right? By Joe. <laughs> by Joe, yeah. <laughs> or whoever's in charge. Is, Joe's in charge. Yeah. Joe. Like blue collar, everyday, you know, yeah. American family that mm-hmm. are first time home buyers. They're the he- most heavily impacted by adverse market, you know, behaviors. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's always tough when you're at the bottom, but getting in is always the best thing to do, riding the market and then getting out at the best time. You just keep doing that, rinse and repeat. You'll get somewhere. Uh, hopefully that helps. Uh, subject topic was flea market because you're hearing a lot of news about people getting out of the real estate market, prices dropping, this and this and that. Obviously, there's a little bit of fanfare with the news headlines to get you to click it, click it, and read it. And clickbait. Whatever. Yeah, clickbait. That's, that's what I was looking for. Click, <laughs> click it, click it. Click it, click it. Yeah. <laughs> click it, take it, or click it. Yeah. Or click it, or take it. <laughs> yes, yeah, buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> We're going for a ride. But, you know, uh, there are, I'm not seeing that really. And that's not even me being selfish as a real estate agent to get clients. I am struggling to see a lot of significant downtrends in California at least mm-hmm. in SoCal. That's my focus. I look at the market every morning. All I'm seeing is either at asking price or maybe like 50K under for a million dollar property. So like a 1.1 million dollar house is selling for 1.05. Mm-hmm. It's not much of a change, but you know, we'll see. We'll see where it goes as these government policies and interest rates go. And then that'll help us dictate where to go. Yeah, and I think that's where it's important. You get a local agent who is really familiar with the market because each... Even from city to city, you'll have very different behaviors. Like in Torrance, um, I've noticed it's just, what, 15 days um, on market still from the last batch that I've seen. And then I have others. Oh, wow, that's quick. Right, like like two to 300,000 price points. Like we've seen together, right? Like it's just Mm -hmm. still moving fast. You have multiple offers, right? So it's just, yeah. Also, (laughs) also, for (laughs) for those who have listened so far, Guess what day is on Friday? It's National Toilet Day. <laughs> oh, oh, it's coming in hot. hot. It's coming in hot. <laughs> Where's the? <laughs> Damn, I need that. I need that sound. <laughs> the toilet sound. Yeah, but that also means it's Phil's birthday. Ooh, oh. everyone wish him happy birthday yeah. in our DMs. Phil reads all of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy adding everyone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we want to actually kick off a new segment to our show. Um, this is actually inspired by one of our listeners. Um, it's a it's a Q and A section. We want to kind of go over some questions that you might you as a listener might encounter um, based on the topics that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So again, we want to we want to hear you and we want to gear this podcast towards you because at the end of the day. We're out here to educate and also give you some knowledge you can't get in college. Yeah. Dropping some knowledge down. Mm. So this one comes from uh, a Victoria Lou. Is that a rhyme? Is it a rhyme? <laughs> so shout out, shout out, Victoria. She said. That sounds familiar. Ah, who is that? I don't know. I'm not sure. <gasps> but she says, she asks, what is an appraisal? You guys talk about appraisals all the time. What is it? It's a simplest way to put it is just evaluation of the property. The... Uh, I, I think it's important to note that the way that appraisers value homes is based on homes that have sold. 
um, it's not always going to match up to the market value, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you're getting a little technical, oh, okay. we'll, but <laughs> we'll keep it simple. Yeah. Value, right? Uh, if you're if you're one of those sneaker traders, if you're one of those Pokemon traders, you'll know exactly what this is. Appraisal. <laughs> it's just the value of the thing you have. Uh, I like to tell my clients, uh, inspections are basically for you. Mm-hmm. Appraisals, uh, blah, blah, blah. Appraisals are for the bank. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah. That's it. I mean, and it's also not just our industry term. It's not a mortgage or a real estate only term. Like car industry, same thing. You get an appraisal done. Mm-hmm. You put a value on it. Can yeah. you put an appraisal on a person? Can I, can I get an appraisal? Do you want one? Are you sure you want one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think, I think my parts would sell better. Like my kidneys buy <laughs> sell better on the black market. Appraisal for the, appraisal for the black market. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And moving on to everyone's favorite segment of the show. Just the tip. Just the tip. Huh? <laughs> My reaction is a little slow. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, you want to introduce uh, this week's just a tip? Yeah, it's uh, don't follow the herd. Don't follow it. I mean, this is a Warren Buffett type of quote, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so you know, when there's blood in the streets, buy. Yeah. Um, right now, uh, there's a lot of people fleeing the market, like as we discussed. Yep. And that's not necessarily a bad thing if you have the funds and the uh, capacity to take care of the mortgage payments with the high interest rates mm-hmm. because the value of the properties are going down um and most times the most money is made when you buy the purchase price of the property so if you buy it low like it is right now where the sellers are willing to bring the price down you can, you can basically make a good pretty penny yeah and i've seen some pretty interesting calculations um you know couple months back right and the frenzy of you know crazy hot sellers market you'd see properties going over like 50 hundred thousand uh, you know crazy amounts over asking and then you would have a payment much higher than you would initially expect if you're just going off that list price mm-hmm. and now things are a little bit closer right in terms of where you're landing from list to closing price right and then so that difference in interest rates, right? It may be large, but because of that offset with the purchase price, you may actually end up with a pretty similar payment to what you saw, you know, three, four months ago when you do all the math. So True. you might be threading the needle um, yeah. by getting a good deal. And I have a pretty good, like just quick story, personal story about something I encountered today. So I was talking to a buyer and he had the same question. He's like, is this a good time to buy? Rates are so high, right? And I told him, look, I think for well-qualified buyers that are not on the edge or teetering on the edge of qualification, this is actually an opportunity for you because you don't have to worry about not being able to, you know, or you don't have to worry about falling out of qualification with the interest rates rising. And you can also take advantage of the the price, uh, the listing price going down or even asking for seller concessions, things like that to actually get you a better deal than what you'd have seen six months ago. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, he's out there trying to find a deal and I'm hoping he gets under contract, right? But yep. it's like one of the, being able to explain why it's still an advantage, mm-hmm. even with the rates are high. I think that's, a, uh, you want to have a skilled lender to kind of walk you through that as well. Yep. Yeah, and you, you're buying a house. You're not day trading this property, right? Yep. So if you can afford it and you need that and it, it works out for you at this time, yeah, then it could be a good time for you. But it all, it's all for you. I don't like pushing clients. I think it's if it's good for you now, then do it. If it fits your budget and you need that place to live, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're looking to purchase a home to, uh, I assume, put plant your roots, yeah. right? 
I mean, if you're asking the question, is it a good time to buy? And you're unsure. That means there's a lot of people that are thinking the same thing. Right. That means if they're that scared, it could be a good time where no one else is it's confident a, enough to do it. It can be an opportunity for you. Exactly. Right? And yeah. shout out to two clients of mine who bought during the bottom, bottom of when COVID hit first. And then they wanted to still buy and no one else wanted to buy and they were still unsure, but they really needed a house and they got it. And then both of them jumped up in equity the moment they closed. Buy the dip. Chris, it's classic, classic. Chris and Dasha, congrats to both of you. Guys are both amazing clients. All right. Bear, bear, bear. Shout out. So I want to end on a quote that I actually heard on the floor today. Don't mess it up. So <laughs> it's kind of corny, but I was like, this is kind of cool. It said he, one of the loan officers said, marry the house, date the rate. Nice. Good job. You did it well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Marry the house, date the rate. Yeah. I didn't hear the T at the end. No, I got a little scared there. <laughs> Who's right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's, <laughs> that's the phrase. A little corny, but it makes sense. Ooh, 21 minutes. 21, 21, 21, 21, 21. All right, so thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, signing off, this is David. It's Philip. And this is Hero.